Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your host, Dr. Doug Carriger. Well, it's great to be back with you folks. We're really excited about this 121st podcast. We've been moving along, uh, Stephanie, with uh, the book of Philippians and the letter to the church at Philippi and and everything that the Apostle Paul is doing while being in jail in Rome. And uh, as we know it's his second imprisonment. We know there's a bunch of joke going on. We, we saw there in chapter one of the book of Philippians and uh, how it touched our heart, the love he had for the church at Philippi, the relationships he had, how he talked about how important they were, how great they were, how things were going. And in that first book, talking about how his relationship, even being in prison, his relationship with God was all he needed. To die was gain and, and uh, to continue on, that, that really touched my heart. And uh, then in that second chapter, we continued to drive on and, and move on and learn more about Paul's way of thinking in the ministry and, and uh, how he was going to reach out to people. And, and then, boy, when we get to chapter three, what a, and, and two really dealt with his friendships and Timotheus or Timothy and uh, Epaphroditus, and as I called him Pappy, which I shouldn't do because my theology teacher would slap me in the head. And and, and then we got there to chapter three, and, and we realized things were, were up in heaven with Paul, talking about heavenly things and getting rid of this vile body, this old Bible body, and, and talking about how uh, when we get to heaven, man, things are going to change. And, and uh, you know, Stephanie, then we, we pop into chapter four here, and as we're in chapter four, there's a lot going on as well. We're, we're going to be talking about one spiritual life and, 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 and you know, thoughts about the church there at, at Philippi and, and, and things like that. And there's some junk going on at Philippi. And can I tell you something, friends, there's junk going on everywhere. You can't go anywhere without junk going on. And it's a constant struggle. It's a constant battle to place God first, to put God in that place where uh, he alone is in charge. He alone is in rule. He alone is uh, is the one we need in those areas. And I'm just so excited about that. And, you know, with me, as always, is my co-host, Stephanie Wesco. Now, Stephanie, how are you this morning? Doug, I am hanging on for dear life, but glad to be here. And that's great. For those of you who don't know, the reason that Stephanie's hanging on for dear life is, has a lot to do with probably having eight kids, a ministry, and uh, getting a, uh, having a car rear-end her van while I was driving her new van. I mean, it's not new to her. And uh, somebody plowed us an uninsured, unintended, uh, uh, a less-than-useful individual hit and run us and hit and ran. So... So that's what that clearly hanging on has to do with. But we're just thrilled to be with you. Thank you for allowing us to share your your ways. And and, and we're well aware that most of the people who listen to this, most of the people who are with us right now are those folks who have hurting hearts and those folks with wounded spirits and and those folks who are working with people. And boy, we all been there, haven't we? And it's real hard to look at the newspaper, to watch the news, to try to read social media sites or news sites today without seeing the world being upside down. 
and and uh, people always say to me, Doug, is this biblical? It sure is, and that's how we need to know the rules. And and uh, and and God continues continues to give us His rules here in the Book of Philippians. He continues to tell us how we should live and how we should approach things. And uh, through the example, through the inspired word to the church at Philippi, uh, in this letter here, over and over again, God has pointed to how our life should look. And I, I've been excited about that. And I, I'm really happy that Paul reminds us of a couple things. He reminds us that, you know, being on earth is a good thing, but being on earth uh, gives, if we're saved, if we've accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we have a ministry. We can't do anything halfway. We can't do anything partway. We can't, uh, you know, we're all in. Paul's saying, I'm all in. And, but then he goes on to say, but you know what? If I die, it's gain. It's gain for me. I get to go to heaven to be with my Lord. I'm not dealing with crazy stuff on earth. I'm not dealing with all these other things. But if I live, I get to serve people. And, and boy, didn't we talk about that, Stephanie, that we get to serve people. And, uh, and that's pretty exciting. And, and exciting. And, they, and just the example that Charles Wesco has left with his family and, and how that touches our hearts even today and the example here from the Word. I want to start in chapter 4 this morning, and I want to read the first verse, and we're going to kind of do what we always do, look at a verse or two and then talk about them. But the first verse says, My brethren, dearly beloved and longed for, my joy and crown, so stand fast in the Lord. Boy, he loved the people there at the Church of Philippi. He loved them, Stephanie, and you know, he longs for them. They're his joy and his crown. And when someone says, sends a letter about your church or to your church and says, boy, how I love you. You're my joy and crown. And I mean, what comes to your mind when you hear that, Stephanie? What do you think of? Well, I think it's a, it's an, it's the concept of joy is all throughout Philippians. And, um, you know, I think of the way, you know, this church in many ways was like, um, they were some of Paul's children in the faith, sons in the faith, whatever. And <clears throat> that joy that a parent has when they've trained their child to do something right, and that child follows through. And um, when the parent is away, that child does how that you know behaves how they've been trained to behave, or um, does what they have been trained to do, and the pride and the joy that that brings to a parent's heart. A good kind of pride to a parent's heart to know that their child has has learned the lessons that they've been taught and um but the crown concept to me is a beautiful thing because um you know in scripture in in the new testament um paul talks often and i think peter does also of crowns that are promised to um believers for different things and What's neat to me about the fact that Paul calls this church his joy and his crown, and in that sense, it's it's almost you know and these are our crowns are something as believers that are rewards from the Lord, but then we give those rewards, we give those things right back to the Lord in honor and praise to Him, and it's like Paul's saying, you know, you you are a crown to me, you're a reward from the Lord to me, wow. and. It's same thing with our children. You know, when we yeah. think of our children, they're rewards from the Lord, and yet sure. they're the Lord ultimately. You know, they're they're treasure to us, but they're ultimately they still belong to the Lord. And that's what comes to mind when I think of that. Is it's, this is like Paul telling this church in the greatest terms possible 
how much he loves them and cares for them like a father would care for his child. And it's just a very, very endearing, um, I think the way, the way he calls them that, you know, to have someone's, you know, if someone were to say to me, you're my joy and crown and be like, wow, you know, I mean a lot to that person. So that's kind of the idea I get with this is Paul's trying to convey to this church how much they mean to him. Yeah. It's pretty powerful. Well, I, I do too. I believe that. I, you know, thinking about just all the things Paul been through and, and, you know, Stephanie and I, for those of you listening, have a lot of conversations about thorns in the flesh and We've recently, uh, Stephanie has mentioned to me that she believes that possibly a thorn in the flesh that Paul could have had. To, it's a great possibility. She's not obviously coming right out and saying this, but he could have dealt with these problems that folks with PTSD had. He certainly was jailed and shipwrecked and beaten and chained to people. And uh, and here's Paul, even in the midst of all that craziness, folks. And, and I think that's the whole crux of why we're in the book of Philippians. I believe this is this is really what it comes down to, Stephanie. I, I believe that no matter what we've been through, no matter where we're at today, no matter what's going on with us today, God still gives us people in our life, like you mentioned your children, you mentioned your friends and family and stuff like that. God has still given us people that are a crown and joy in our life. And Paul's pointing out right there at the Church of Philippi, now I have supporting churches, I have ascending church, that's the crown and joy of my life. It really is. It's a, it's something that I can rely on. I can count on. Just a little while ago today, I, I spoke with Pastor Asher and, and Denise Darden, who works for AFBM, and Mary Lynn Harvey, who works for AFBM there in the office. And, and man, it was just an encouragement to you know, clear up everything we're working on, how we're going about doing things. And, and it's exciting. And, and Paul loved that church so much that he wanted to start the book out by saying, you know, uh, I love you guys at Philippi. You've been awesome to me. You're my crown and joy. And then he, so, you know, when you love something uh, and, you know, Paul just clearly pointing out uh, his love for that church, his love for those people, how they made a difference in his life. And, and then he goes on, and we're over here, we're in, in verse number two, says, I, I beseech Eudeus and beseech Syntyche that they be of the same mind in the Lord. So I think what's going on here, Stephanie, is this odd, weird thing that's going on here is these two people, Eudeus and Syntyche, these two ladies, ladies, it's actually, uh, they're having a dispute or they're having an argument or they're not necessarily agreeing with what should go on at our church or or how things should happen at that church. Now, now, Stephanie, you never ran across that in your life, did you? Oh, no. I mean, <laughs> everything's been a bed of roses as far as relationships with people. <laughs> yeah. No, I think, I think, um, I think the fact that Paul addresses both of them means this was a two-way street as far as the contention that was going on. Yeah. Um, and my parents had a saying that they used to say um, when I was a kid, and they said it always takes two to fight. And um, I've used that with my kids when they're like, and, you know, the response is, I didn't do anything. And you're like, uh, yeah, because when I walk in a room and I see two, you know, two mouths moving, it takes two to fight. And... Um, this is something the Lord really um, wor- has worked on me over the years, and that is um, just to close my mouth. And 
I think it's a very important lesson to learn, and I know this isn't the whole point of Philippians, but um, God had this, you know, whole, the book the book of Philippians is inspired. For some reason, God wanted this little thing of this dispute between Yodius and said she put in the Bible for us. And um, I think there's a huge aspect and a huge point to be made in that when you are in the midst of contention, you cannot be filled with the joy of the Lord. You right. cannot be um, ministering. It totally is a consuming thing. And um, I lived for many years in, in, a, in an environment where contention was always around. I mean, it was always present. It was just like, um, it seemed like it was certain people's lifeblood to have a contentious spirit, to want to stir up fights. And um, I will never forget the day that my husband um, asked my forgiveness because I just talked to him and said, I feel like when there is, you know, when this certain person comes at you with a contentious spirit, you always respond back instead of just leaving it lay. I said, it's, it's like this, it becomes this tit for tat. And it's not that my husband wasn't making good points. It wasn't that Charles didn't. Charles was right in the statements he was making back from a right-wrong perspective. But the person who was, who was full of contention wasn't after solving the argument. They weren't after solving a dispute. They just wanted to argue. They just wanted to fight. It literally was their lifeblood oxygen flow to always have some kind of contention going. And wow. I'll never forget when Charles said, I am so sorry. And the Lord really worked in his heart in the fact that walk away. You know, if you're dealing with someone who has a contentious spirit, it's better if you if you cannot be of the same mind in the Lord with them, walk away from the argument and give it to God. And um, I've heard one pastor put it as become the pillow, because when you hit a rock, there's going to be friction. You know, when two rocks hit each other, there's going to be sparks. If a rock hits the pillow, there's no sparks. Yeah. And to choose to be a pillow in the sense of, and I'm not saying you be a rug and you let yourself be abused. I'm saying you separate from a situation where there's going to be contention when you're dealing with a person who thrives on that. And um, I love the verse in Proverbs that says, a soft answer turneth away wrath, but grievous words stir up anger. And give a soft answer and walk away. Because yeah. if that person is going to just keep pushing things, and is after contention is after and you know it can be the you know i've i've seen con a contentious spirit um disguised as we just need to talk about this again we just need to get together and you know i don't understand what you're saying oh that's a misunderstanding i have yeah. heard yeah. every excuse in the book for having a contentious spirit and it's like no it's better to move on and serve the lord and um, be with people who you can be of the same mind in the Lord with. And you're going to have disagreements. I have disagreements with people I love dearly. And, you know, we may not agree on everything, but we can still be of the same mind in the Lord. And I think that's what Paul is challenging Yodius and Syntyche to is that for the cause of Christ and for the Lord being magnified in our lives and in the ministries he's given us, we need to be of the same yeah. mind in the Lord yeah, and that's put right. those things aside um, 
that are petty, that are whatever. And I'm not saying, you know, like I said, you don't allow yourself to be abused. I'm not saying that you stay in a situation and just allow yourself to be verbally kicked around. Um, I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying in a situation where you're, where you have a friend and, um, you know, just get over whatever, you know, talk out, be of the same mind in the Lord and move forward so that the Lord can be glorified. And Amen. I think that's what Paul yeah, yeah. is trying to encourage these two um, individuals to do. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And, 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 you know, there's something that's very important here. It's uh, we need to get over things. We need to move on. I mean, I think God's saying, Hey, you know, it's time to move on for the ministry. We can't work a job and, and have contention and fighting going on. I remember as a uh, as a sergeant major, I would have to bring two people together and say, stop it, grow up, cut it out. You know, it, most of the yeah. time it's misunderstanding. It's, it's the, you know, in, in a particular case of a church situation or someone you're dealing with in church, let it go, man. I mean, if you've talked to the people, you've talked to your pastor, I mean, sometimes we just gotta let go of some stuff. And uh, we got to act like a tree and leave. And, you know, this is what this is. And, but the hard thing here, Stephanie, the, the hard thing, the, the rub, the push, the, the, the bad thing here is that people with PTSD are hypervigilant, man. And they want everything to be perfect. And they want everything to be right down the road. They want everything to be clean. And, and when people are right in the middle of that PTSD, when, when people are going through the ugliness of it, when people are uh, having the flashbacks, having the nightmares, uh, feel like uh, the world is upside down and stuff. It's, it, it, you know, you want to solve every little thing, but God's saying, stop it. It's about the church. Look what he yeah. says here in 4.3. It says, I entreat thee also, true yoke fellow. He's telling him we share a yoke. We're saved together. We have the same God. We're serving together. Help those women which labored with me in the gospel with Clement also. Clement, a pastor there in Rome, they, they called him a bishop in the day and also other fellow laborers whose names are in the book of life. It's like, listen, these ladies did good work for God. These ladies made a difference for God. Let's be realistic about this. We could continue this fighting. We can have this bad thing going on. Uh, you know, a disagreement. You know, Stephanie, these can go on an entire lifetime. I know yeah. families that are all messed up. You know, they're not talking to fellow family members. They're just trying to be right. It's not about right or wrong with God. It's about godly. And, you know, you did what you can. And sometimes you're not going to see things the same way, man. I'm a Chevy pickup truck guy. I don't hate Ford pickup truck guys. I don't hate Dodge pickup truck guys. I don't mind uh, Toyota pick. I don't care. But disagreements, you say, well, Doug, that may not be as strong as something that, that these two are going through. It doesn't matter. If it's, if it's not a sin, if it's not going to change the ministry, if you've been through it, you've talked to them, you've talked to the pastor, everybody's got a warm and fuzzy, sing Kumbaya and move along. I think that's what we need to do here. Kumbaya, my Lord. Man, I wish I could sing. But he's saying, listen, their names are in the book of life. They're dealing with people yeah. whose names are in the book of life. They worked with Clement down there in Rome. They've worked with me. Uh, Clement was a good brother, and, and, and he, they got much done for the Lord. So what, what we got to remember, friends, and, and, and those of us who suffer from PTSD, those of us who are hypervigilant for whatever the reason may be, those of us who get wound up tighter than an eight-day clock, those of us who go through things that we take things a little bit too serious, we're wound up tighter than an eight-day clock, we need to stop. 
<laughs> and we need to think about things. And we need to I'm say, sorry, I'm laughing. Is it? Yeah. Th thanks for laughing, man. Uh, but no, you're right. You should be laughing a little bit because some of it, looking at it from the outside, can be kind of funny. But when you're in the midst of this, folks, stop, pray about it, talk to the people, talk to your pastor. And once you've done that, it's all over. Be fellow laborers again. Serve God. Step out. Uh, man, uh, put your big boy and big girl pants on. I don't know. But I think it's time yeah. to move out with this. I mean, what say you, Stephanie? I mean, it's he's saying, listen, we're fellow laborers. We're yoke fellow. We're saved. We've been through the same thing. Well, yeah, and I think it's very important to remember in this, too, that the devil is a is the god of this world, and he is he thrives on causing division yeah. between godly people. And from what I have experienced and witnessed firsthand, the devil will take a person who calls themselves a Christian, and only God knows the heart, but from outward appearance— it could be very doubtful whether they really know the Lord based on their actions. And the devil will take a person like that who is at the very least chosen to be under his control and being used by him. And he will use that person because of his name, because of his personality, whatever. Because a lot of times those people are very charismatic and they, you know, they open their mouth yeah. always. And the devil will use someone like that. And bring them in between two people, two Christians who love the Lord, are trying to serve the Lord, perhaps even work in the, in the same right. ministry. Yeah. And the devil will use another supposed Christian, and I say supposed because I do wonder sometimes about those people. And he will use a supposed Christian between two Christians who love the Lord, who are looking to the Lord, who are trying to serve the Lord, and he will try to use that other person to divide and conquer between them. And I've watched this happen. I've experienced it. And so I, I, I feel like with this, it's very important to point out, beware of someone who comes into your life and tries to conquer and divide between you and someone that you know walks with God. Because, you know, there's people, I, I understand we have hypocrites. We have people who put on great facades. I have witnessed and experienced that. But I'm saying there are certain people, you know, like my dad, for instance, I know him. I, I grew up under him as my dad. He's my pastor. And I have had people that I should have been able to trust and should have been able to count on as people that walk with God who, in fact, were, are counterfeits, who have tried to tell me my dad is not who he is and have tried to make him look like a jerk to me. And immediately there's warning bells going off in my mind going, whoa, 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 I know my dad walks with God. He has a track record and um, of being faithful and godly and whatever. And so I think it's just important to be aware of someone who is under the influence of the devil who is a divider and who is a backbiter and who is being used as an instrument of Satan to cause yeah, divisions yeah. in the church. Yeah, no, that's great. And that's exactly what we're looking for. And I think what Paul's saying here you know, to wrap this up is Paul saying, you know, look up, 
don't be looking into the crazy disputes and the disagreements and the arguments and you're going to miss glory. You're going to miss all this stuff that's going on. So look up and you know, it started off by saying the crown and joy and his crown and joy. I mean, these people are arguing with one another and, and I believe what Paul's getting at and what he's trying to say here is stop looking out at each other. Stop being caught up in the things of this world. Stop the, dis you know, the disagreements, stop the disputes, stop all that. Look up to the glory of God. See what What's there? So folks, as we end this podcast today, this 121st podcast, boy, the devil's been at work back here with Stephanie's phone and thunder and lightning and rain and a million things going on. But in the midst of all this, remember, just look up, just look up, uh, just look to God. Don't worry about the disagreements, the uh, disapproval, those crazy things going on in your life. And uh, just keep on looking up. And I, I believe it was great scripture today. Thank you, Stephanie, for uh, being part of this. And I just want to uh, send out a thank you and hello to a couple radio stations in Rhode Island in Connecticut who are listening to us. And we're just thrilled that you're part of this. Make sure you stop by and uh, drop us a note sometimes at Helpful Wounded Spirits out there on Facebook or look us up on our personal pages and uh, we'd be glad to hear from you. It's great honor. But remember, couldst thou envision see the man God meant Thou never more couldst be the man that art content. And you know, that's a, that's a big problem we have, Stephanie, is being content. We need to be content. We need to trust in God. We need to resolve those things that can't hang around. Once again, it's a great honor. It's a great honor that we get to be with each and every one of you. May God bless you. Thank you. Thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources and to help continue this podcast, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.